Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Broadcasting live on the Mixed Radio Network, you're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Casey, the floor is yours. All right, how you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase indie entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, uh, then I want to hear from you. The easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at CuttingRoomMRB, or you can hit me up on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash CuttingRoomMRB. A uh, quick little thank you as we do at the top of the show, as, uh, you know, as we always do here, to The Wolf, who acts as my announcer. You can listen to him and his dear wife, Susan, uh, every Friday night right here on the Mix Radio Network from 8 o'clock until midnight on the Live from the Morgue podcast. I always have fun jumping in on that show. Uh, comedy and random thoughts and all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, I know I'm going to have fun on a Friday night if they invite me in to, uh, to gate crash on their show. Uh, also to Michael Cardillo, who wrote my uh, little jingle for me there. I always make sure to give him credit. Uh, never asked me for a nickel for it, but always uh, it's a uh, kind of a cool layer to the show. Um, and giving credit where it's due to Laurie George, who is uh, you know a longtime collaborator of this show, a really good friend. It's hard to believe that I've known her for about six years now. Uh, been on here a few times and set me up on all kinds of really cool interviews, including the uh, the interview that I have today with uh, with Donald Sharpson. So today I'm taking you over to the other side of the uh, the world here. I've got a guest in from Ireland, and it's always fun to have guests on from the UK because I never know where these conversations are going to go. Uh, Donald Sharpson, just to give you a uh, some information on him, is uh, from the Dublin, Ireland area. He's a contributor on uh, one of Ireland's biggest YouTube channels called Facts, which I had a chance to check out uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, he's also himself an accomplished musician, a DJ and a producer, who tours all over Europe and, and the UK. Uh, he's also a, uh, an up-and-coming uh, stand-up comedian and actor, and if that's not cool enough, then he also teaches uh, music and religion. So we're not going to have anything to talk about today. Uh, one of these people that <laughs> hey, I, I... Thanks for having me on the show, Casey. I really appreciate it. So, okay, so without further ado, the Cunningham Floor proudly welcomes Donald Sharpson. So, uh, Donald, the, uh, the first question I always have for everybody is a bit of an icebreaker here when I have them on for the first time. Did I get all of your bio information right, or is that close enough? There's uh, two sneaky little problems. Uh, three, actually, sorry. Three. <laughs> just, just quick quick little ones. Okay. Uh, the first one, Ireland, unfortunately, is... Oh, well, not... Fortunately, sorry, is not in the UK. Uh, so the United Kingdom is uh, England, uh, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland. Uh, and Ireland is uh, the Republic of Ireland, or depending on how you look at it, the south of, of the north of Ireland. And, and I should have known that. So uh, I... <laughs> you know, it, but it's an easy mistake to make. In, in fact, I actually saw Rob Schneider do stand-up, and uh, one of his last jokes, he said, oh, you guys know what it's like in the UK. And the crowd went nuts for about half an hour, and he couldn't get control of them and walked off the stage. So it just, you know what happens, like. Um, but no, yeah, Ireland's an independent country. It has been since 1923. Um, you know, we, we still have a lot of connections with, uh, with, uh, with Britain, but uh, we're an independent entity. 
Apart from yeah, the the uh, the, the republic as opposed to Northern Ireland. I, I, yeah, of I, course, I the north uh, yeah. on top, the six counties on on top of us. Uh, yeah, they're still very much part of uh, the UK. All right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, it's it's a funky time as well with Brexit happening and you know uh, the coalition between the DP and Theresa May. So all that kind of stuff with the north is, you know, tensions are kind of getting a bit high. But it's it's an interesting time to to be Irish. That's for sure. Um, I think the other thing was, man, uh, it's a donal, so it's like kind of like, kind of like saying donut, but you know, you just got that little little at the end. Little <laughs> on the end of it, all right? Okay. Yeah. What, yeah, was, the, what, so was, just, what was the what was the third thing? Uh, the third thing was I, I've only done stand up once, <laughs> so I wouldn't say I, I'd be accomplished or anything like that. <laughs> but here, here, spot on, man. Apart from that, it was uh, it was pretty much yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah. I do teach music and religion. I do uh, DJ and produce, uh, and it's yeah, it's it's great to to have a format to be able to talk about that kind of stuff. Well, no, I mean it's neat to to, to have somebody like you on though that does a bunch of different things, right? So that's cool, uh, man. Yeah. Um. Sorry, go on. Uh, Sorry, uh, my 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 mind went blank. I'm just still laughing about the stand-up thing because it was a bit. <laughs> it was a. It was a fun. It was an okay night, you know. But I I I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing it again anytime soon, you know that kind of thing. So we'll we'll have to see. Well, did did you? Uh, I I'll ask you this because a friend of my sister's just went through through her uh, stand-up comedy debut. She actually took a class here. Right. Oh, nice. Uh, cool, uh, cool, uh, cool. Did, did you uh, actually do that yourself, or did you just say, you know, screw it, I'm going to go to one of these open mic night type things and, and get up there on your own? You know, uh, it was the strangest thing. Uh, basically, my if, funny enough, my brother, uh, my two brothers, I've got I've got three brothers, and I've got, uh, obviously, a father, but my two of my brothers and my father did a class, and they did a course that went on for about six weeks, and they all did stand up uh but my case was i got approached uh from this club in dublin uh called cherry comedy okay which basically is it's about you know uh, the name comes from popping your cherry so they get one person who hasn't done stand up before and then they get a load of comedians on the night so uh this youtube channel i work with called facts the load of comedians are part of it and they they're doing stand up uh all over the shop um, a few of them are going to Edinburgh to show some some of their shows and they're very accomplished at it but basically they thought it would be a good night to get me to do my first one uh, with all these other guys who are on the channel so that that's kind of how I just fell into it but uh, I have to say I loved it and I wouldn't mind doing it again did, did you have a set like did you rehearse the material that you were gonna go up there with or did you just kind of wing it and say you know what I'm gonna ramble about whatever uh, it, it was like half and half I half think half? I still have the sheet uh, I was so goddamn busy <laughs> during that time. I was in the middle of my teaching uh, placement, which was just a lot of paperwork. And, you know, I was there was going to be supervisors and stuff. So I was just stressed out. Uh, I got asked to do it in January, but the, the gig wouldn't be till March, I think it was. So I was like, oh, I'll have plenty of time to prepare something. Uh, but it literally, it wasn't until the, the actual day where I, I wrote some stuff down. Uh, just like scribbled them on a page like I had some ideas you know I was like if I thought of something I'd record it on my phone or something like that and a lot of them just kind of weren't some of them were okay some of them I was like meh but uh generally just on the night oh, I just told a few kind of crappy jokes and then I just told a, a story that I, I you know had prepared before so it was a bit of half and half so taking a sidestep right I mean you're part of a, a fairly well-known group over there right called uh uh, facts? Did I get this right? Yeah, yeah, facts, so, man. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's a YouTube channel. Yeah. So, what's this about? Like, uh, what are you doing with this? 
so basically, uh, first of all, we just had our million subscriber party last night, which is uh, one of the reasons why I'm so exhausted, <laughs> which is probably why I'm rambling a lot. But it's uh, I was DJing at it last night, so everyone who was who was part of it, we're, we're all celebrating. So that was fantastic. It was a great night. But Fax itself is it's kind of like um, it's a reaction channel in a way. Uh, it's very similar the the BuzzFeed, uh, you know, way of doing things where you get a group of people in, you show them something, whether it's taste tests or drink tests or whatever, and you know they just get the content from our reactions from it. So basically, it's it's kind of like a taste test channel. Like Irish people try, it'll always be like Irish people do this or Irish people do that. So it'll be like Irish people try Polish food or Irish people try American food, um, and then they'll get some really interesting ones like. Irish people face their fears, which was one I participated where I had to hold a tarantula. Oh, and God. then, like, Irish people uh, eat surmstrumming, which is uh, this Swedish delicacy that is toxic. Like, it's made out of fermented fish that's just in this can. You, like, crack it open and the whole office just, everyone just cleared. It's toxic. You can't even bring it on, on planes. It's that bad. Um, and we did, like, Irish people do the hot wing challenge, which was like um, probably the worst shoot I've ever had to do. Uh, you eat hot wings that are uh, made out of the Carolina Reaper uh, pepper, which was uh, like a million Scovilles and, and the heat or whatever. I'm not even too sure. But uh, I was cramping the whole day. And you can see it in the video. Um, my reaction is is completely authentic. I was literally, I felt like I was dying. Um, so it, it's kind of an interesting challenge. That It's very diverse in what it does. Did, did, did you, because um, I speak from experience, I know somebody that actually wound up getting, you know, a, a chronic ulcer as a result of this. I mean, you didn't have any problems like that, did you? Um, no ulcers, thank God. But, I mean, I can totally imagine why. My mouth uh, was completely blistered. And, in fact, when I got, it, basically what happened was I did the shoot and I was in bits. And me and the other guy, Paul, who were doing it, we were just, we were both dying. And there's two other girls who were doing it. We were all dying. And then about after half an hour, I was just eating a load of ice cream. Right. And that really, really, you know, it just suited me perfectly. It was just great. Uh, after about half an hour, it was perfect. So I drove home. And my brother's like, hey, you got to do the dishes, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm living with him. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll get to that in a minute. And then, like, my friends were coming over and we were all going out for lunch. And I just got these cramps, like, just killer cramps. And I was like bent over. And my brother was giving it to me. He's like, you do the goddamn dishes. I told you to do the dishes. I was like, hey, you know, I'm actually dying here. So I like went to bed and I was just like cramping for about seven hours. I got up, kept getting sick. And dude, the the actual heat from my vomit, uh, it made my eyes water. It was that hot. I could still feel the spice. It was it was going into my eyes. So I had to cover my eyes because I was worried I was going to go blind. Like. Because when you do the shoot, you have to wear uh, goggles and glasses and gloves and whatnot, just in case anything goes into your eyes because you go right, blind. Right, right, right. Uh, so my whole throat was burnt. Uh, it was pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, I still freak out when I see a chicken wing now. <laughs> well, so how did you stumble across this as a concept? I mean, I, I gather you, you mentioned that you're a contributor. Were, were you one of the founding mm. members or, or was this started by somebody else? Or how did you get into this? Yeah, so Fax was... Uh, Basically, there was this uh, kind of conglomerate uh, business called Creative Nation, and they had a load of different YouTube channels. So they hired these two guys, Oshin Bickley and this guy called Jordan, and they told them to basically, you know, start a YouTube channel. So they had a load of American suites around, and they said, okay, we're going to ring a few of our comedian friends, and we're just going to get them in, and we'll do a reaction video based off that, kind of similar to what BuzzFeed do. Uh, and 
I, my brother got involved um, about six, maybe six months into, actually it could have been a bit less. He got involved pretty early uh, doing the fax videos because he's a really good impressionist and he used to do, uh, he used to do kind of impressions of SpongeBob and all these big guys and he used to put it up online and this girl got in touch with him and said, look, uh, we saw your impressions. We want you to do a video of you doing different Irish accents. Um, so, you know, he went into the studio, he did it, and he's a very charismatic, funny dude. So they kind of said, hey, you know, if you want to do another video, just trying out other stuff, you know, come on by. Uh, so we started doing that. And from there, I, I was watching him doing it. I was like, man, I got to get into this. I really got to get into this. So I was asking him, I was like, here, man, please get me in. Like, just t tell the producers I'm really funny or something like. Uh, and he was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I can't really do that. And it, it's true. He couldn't do that. Like, he couldn't just ask the producers, my brother wants to be in it. Let's just, you know, bring him on. So he was like, dude, you have to send in a funny video. Um, so I, I didn't, you know, I'm not exactly a very confident <laughs> person. But anyway, I just, I had this video of me talking to a caterpillar. And uh, I was like creating this kind of little dialogue. It's called Sambo the Caterpillar. I think it's still on YouTube, man. You might be able to find it or whatever. So I sent that that into them. And uh, your one, I think it was Donna, was the producer. And she wrote back. She said, man, that was so funny. Like, you got to come in and we'll do a video. So the first video I did was me and my brother. We tasted Bean Boozled. And from then we just, uh, yeah, we've just been doing uh, fax videos ever since for nearly two years now. So, I mean, I, I got to ask you this, because uh, I'm kind of a foodie myself. I love going out to new restaurants oh, yeah. and trying all kinds of yeah. strange things. But uh, is there a favorite discovery that you actually had that you legitimately enjoyed in the in the process of doing this? I was watching the one, you know, the, the, the timely one that you had for, uh, you know, say, 4th of July, you know, desserts and things like that. But is there one out there that you say, hey, you know what? I could go for this. Yeah, yeah uh, I remember... I think it was, there's two in, in my head now, right? There's one, it's not out yet, but I'll, I'll let you in a little secret. Uh, it was, there were, one of the, the things anyway was like a donut that was alcohol flavored. Okay. And it was the nicest thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. Uh, I'm not going to say too much because the video actually isn't out yet, but that was one of the times, we actually have a chef who makes the stuff, uh, an in-office chef, and he is like incredible. I think we have a baker and a chef, but both of them, they just do amazing jobs. Um, and I had, I think it was gumbo was one of the, the videos that I had, which was just incredible, like five bowls of stuff. And I was loving it. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is great in that way because you kind of get to experiment with your palate. And, uh, I think one of the days I like did a Polish food taste and there was all this like beef jerky kind of thing that was real spicy. And that day I like went straight to the Polish shop and just bought like loads of it and then just went home and just, you know, knuckled down on it. Like. Uh, so it's, you know, it's good that way because they put you out and they're like, hey, eat this. And you're like, hey, it's actually pretty good, you know. Not not the majority of the time. The majority of the time is awful. But. No, I mean, it's funny, though. The one time, though, that you actually get hooked on something. I remember the first time I ate calamari. And so, yeah, you know, I was chomping down on the stuff. And I said, what are you eating? Am I eating? And the guy said, squid. And I, oh, okay, <laughs> you know. Holy but, crap. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all right. It, the texture's a bit weird, but, you know. Um, escargot, that's another one. Have you had snails? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, being in Quebec, yeah, you, know, you, you don't get very far if you don't have that, right? Oh, so, oh of course, but... of course. It makes sense now. All right, of course, yeah. You had all the French heritage and all that. Uh, wow, that stuff is unreal, you know? I, I And people always assume, what? why would you eat snails? They're an insect, but man, if you, if you're, don't knock it till you try it. That's all I say. I, I had to laugh. I was watching one of these cooking shows. My wife and I watched them all the time, and... Um, they didn't call it escargot. They, they called it meat mushrooms, and it was an American show. 
And I said, okay, well, Christ, there's a good marketing ploy for you, right? <laughs> meat mushrooms. Meat, meat mushrooms, right? It's not snails. Oh, that, it's meat man. mushrooms, right? So... That's hilarious. That's a real way to piss off vegetarians and vegans, I tell you. You know, not only are they not mushrooms, but they're also insects. They're alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So um, I, I know that you, you've, you've got a whole slew of the uh, the music and everything, Donald, but what we're going to do now is we're going to take a bit of a break. Um, this being Canada Day, I usually bring out a little bit of uh, Canadiana to play. So uh, Rock and roll. Uh, we're going to play Tom Cochran's uh, Big League, which is a song that gets dragged out this time of year. Uh, also getting a plug for the morgue and Jason Hadley with the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up. And we'll be back in about five minutes to talk about your stuff. And then uh, we're going to play a piece by you as well. That's okay. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. Looking forward to it. Okay, great. So if you just mute up for a second there and we'll be back in about five minutes. All right. Okay. It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Chris Jenner said in a recent podcast interview that all those haters who call her a bad mother and an evil manager are beginning to wear on her. I mean, let's cut this woman some slack after all. Chris Jenner spent her life bending over backwards so her daughters can make their careers from bending over forwards. Original Beverly Hills 90210 star Tori Spelling continues to be in the kind of financial trouble that can have her bank account seized and should auditors find any fraud, possibly land her in jail. And out of all the cast members, she's actually the one doing the best. Britney Spears is furious that people don't believe she really is singing during her regular Las Vegas show. Perhaps she wouldn't be accused of lip syncing if her risque costumes would cover up at least one set. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Wrap Up. The Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up is taped in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. 
Tom Cochran and the great Canadian dream of playing in the NHL. I thought I'd bring that one up. Uh, it was Canada's 150th birthday yesterday, and there was, the whole country was going nuts. Uh, certainly, especially my family, we all live in Ottawa now. So, uh, you know, I wish I could have been there for that. But apparently, trying to get around the city was just, it wasn't happening. <laughs> they were blocking off all kinds of streets and crazy stuff like that. So, uh, so my guest today is Donald uh, Sharpson. Uh, Donald, are you there? I am indeed, pal. Yep. All right, great. So uh, that that was a funky song. Uh, to me, all I heard was kind of just uh, like an airplane taking off for about two minutes. Was that is that just technical difficulties, or is that the music you listen to in Canada? That must be technical difficulties, because <laughs> okay. I, sure I was like, I this was... is really contemporary. I was like, this is incredible. I, no, because I was sure as hell hope I wasn't playing, because otherwise I owe Tom Cochran an apology. But. <laughs> Uh, so congratulations on Canada Day. Hope you hope you had a good one. Yeah, we had a uh, yeah we had a good Irish headliner too. Bono was here, so uh, nice one, yeah. nice one. So that's uh, gas. Uh, so on the subject of uh, you know of music careers, you've actually you know got a good solid one of your own, right? You you work under a, a pseudonym called uh, called Double Screen, is that right? Yep, that's correct. Um, whether it's solid is is a different story. Uh, I think. I think there's like a you know big difference between like musicians in Ireland and musicians over even in the UK and even over in the states and Canada. Um, like uh, you know, I I don't really know a lot of musicians who are just doing it full time at the minute unless they're they're very big. It's a very unlucrative business kind of thing. 
But uh, I, I do it part time and uh, just slow and steady building it up more and more as we go on. So, so what kind of music uh, you know do you play, and, and how do you, I, I mean I know that you do a lot of DJ work too, right? That, uh, yeah, and, and I mean that's as popular there I would gather than it is anywhere else, right? Uh, Very true. To, yeah, yeah. It's um, the type of music I do is uh, like I do all forms of electronic music, um, but mainly I do drum and bass, and I do mainly these days I do house, uh, house and kind of electro house and maybe a bit of techno. Um, and that's kind of come around for me just kind of getting a bit of, you know, uh, I'm looking, I'm getting a bit older now. So I'm thinking, you know what, I need to do something a bit more uh, catchier and a bit more uh, easy, easier to access because drum and bass is a very niche genre and uh, there isn't a lot of it, especially in Ireland. Okay, well, when you say catchier, I mean, you, you're talking to more, you know, more traditional forms of, you know, singing and songwriting or, you, you know, try to... Um, Okay, yeah, so when I when I mean catcher, I mean more accessible, meaning a lot more kids are listening to house. Um, it's all over the radio. If I'm playing a night, if if someone asked me to, for example, do a, like a gig for them, it, they would be a lot happier if I just played house music rather than drum and bass, which is very fast tempo, heavy hitting, harder stuff, you know. Um, whereas house is dance music, so it's good because promoters want me to get come in make people dance if i'm working at a bar or whatever people want me to make people dance whereas with other genres it's, it's not that it's just not that accessible house music's been around for around for about you know 20 odd years right, so right. people are a lot more accustomed to it so i i heard that you uh you actually travel a fair amount as a result of this right like uh what, what... um yeah i do yeah uh it's it's kind of crazy the it, it, you know djing is so it's so easy compared to being in a band because, you know, it's just you and usually the club might have decks. Um, and, you know, I've got loads of different projects going on that just kind of take me all over the shop. Uh, so it's good, but it's also kind of, you know, it can be a bit, it can be a bit tough. Like uh, even just, I just played Waterford with my group Fifth Element, who are two Dublin rappers. You should definitely check them out. We did a project together called Fifth Element and Double Screen. So I played on the other side of the country and then I was playing for the fax party last night. And even now I'm just exhausted, like physically, I'm just completely knackered. Um, and next week I'm also part of a Daft Punk tribute. Uh, so we're, I'm doing a gig in Eindhoven and then I'm playing in Leeds the day after. Uh, so it's just, you know, that can be really, really tough going, a lot of traveling and stuff. So are are you balancing this in in addition to your teaching career? I mean, you mentioned that you're. Uh, is this something that you do during the the off season of school, or I, I I guess you know how are you how are you juggling that part of it? Yeah. So um, basically, I've just qualified as a teacher now. Oh, you so have? Okay. Be before right. that, uh, I was technically still a student, even though I I would have been working in a school. Uh, so this year, this summer, uh, I've only just finished work. Uh, last Wednesday and I got my results so I still have to go around looking for jobs uh, and I haven't had much time to really get into the studio and start making music with people I'm kind of freaking out a bit about it um, but hopefully next year things will be a bit more calmer if I you know find a job or whatever and uh, I'll be able to work stuff around because again clubs clubs only run on the weekends generally you know um, 
well, the, the ones in Ireland do anyway. So it, you know, it's, it do, it doesn't feed too much into it. It's not too bad. But yeah, it like it's it's definitely a balance between music and work and play, as I call it. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the same thing is you know happens here. I mean, yeah, you have them during the week, but I mean, apart from you know, say Thursday to Saturday, you're not really going to get much of a crowd that's going to show up, right? There you go. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same story. You know. So, um. So I kind of have to make a big boy decision and decide. Okay, what what do I want to do? Do I want to you know teach or do I want to take a year out maybe and really explore this music thing? Because I've never really I've never really taken a whack at it. I've never really just said okay this year I'm just going to be a musician. That's the only you know job I'm going to have. Because I mean when I was in college I was a bartender. I worked in the local stadium. Uh, you know, I was doing working in studios, you know, I've always kind of had at least two part time jobs going at the same time. And, you know, that does feed into your music. But in a way, it kind of makes you more creative. It makes you feel, oh, you know, as soon as I get into that studio, I'm just going to, you know, concentrate and just doing a banging track. Whether when you have free time over the summer, you're like, eh, maybe I'll do something tomorrow or maybe I'll do something the next day. So you mentioned that you're primarily sort of a DJ style. Did I take it you you do all of your own you know music, or do you work with a set group of house musicians, or how does that part of it work? Yeah. So again, uh, so the double screen project uh, that's that's pretty much me. Okay, that's just my pseudonym, and that music has been a lot of uh, articles would say it's contemporary, which I, I don't really agree with. Like they'd say it's experimental. Um. It's just kind of it's experimental in the sense that it's not it's not what's popping at the minute. You know, it's not what's very popular at the minute. What's very popular at the minute in Dublin anyway and kind of in the UK is definitely like techno and like grime and like trap, especially over in the States. Like trap will be a, a huge thing, uh, whereas I'm always kind of just doing my own thing. Like, I, you know, if I just if I'm in the mood to make some house, I'll just make some house. If I'm in the mood to make some drum bass, I'll make drum bass. If I'm in the mood to make, I don't know, some orchestral hip hop, whatever. I'll just, you know, I'll do it. So in that sense, it's kind of, I can see why they mean by it. It's experimental, you know. Um, so that's called Double Screen. And then I produced an album with these two extremely talented uh, rappers from Ballymun and Fingless called Fifth Element. So uh, these guys are, I was doing a gig with them in Waterford the other day. And uh, we did decided to do something that actually hasn't been done before, which I'm kind of proud of, which is a Dublin rap uh, drum and bass album so you're hearing drum and bass beats which is a uk genre with some dublin rappers over it which isn't necessarily i'm sure i'm not sure casey if you've heard D dublin rap but it's very you know it's it's not very common it's not very known there isn't there isn't a huge dublin rapper out there you know no no i, I can't i can't honestly say that i have but, but yeah uh... not a lot of people would and it, when people hear it first they're very deterred by it they don't really like the accent so it's in a way it's funny because when I was working with them, uh, I like my demographic were deterred by the Dublin rap, and their demographic were deterred by the drum and bass style that I was making. So we had no demographic going into it, but <laughs> it's doing okay. We're just we're hustling. We're just doing gigs, uh, doing a lot. We're kind of like a party group. Like it's very high energy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and we do a lot of the stuff kind of live. Like I, I've got a synthesizer and I've got like a vocoder and the two lads are rapping over it and stuff while I'm do, do, doing a DJ set style thing. So it's very uh, interactive with the crowd in that sense. So I'm going to tee up a, a piece by you. you. You mentioned that you just recorded a, a music video for this, right? Yeah, so this is my track, uh, Time and Time and Time, 
which was uh, on my Wasta, Wasta EP. So Wasta Wasta is just a four-track house EP. Uh, it's, I always kind of, every time I release something, I want to do something new. So the one before that was very much uh, just an electronic kind of ambient, uh, like, you know, it, there was no real genre to it. There was a bit of hip-hop, a bit of dubby stuff. That's a bit of it. So this time I was like, you know what, I want to do something a bit more concrete that DJs can kind of play in the clubs. So I decided to do this uh, Wasta Wasta EP. And the track on it, time and time again, a uh, time and time and time. Sorry, we uh, we got uh, a director. Funny enough, Oshin Bickley, the guy who started Facts. Um, I DJed at his party, uh, his birthday party, and his going away party because he actually later moved to uh, work for Buzzfeed. But um, anyway, so I DJed at his party, and in return, he filmed this music video with me using his. Uh, he was part of a comedy sketch group called Chaps Eye, which I'd recommend everyone to go on there really quirky humor very weird they do kind of sketches but they're just uh, i was i absolutely love chaps i thought they were so funny so we did a music video with them and it's, i'm really really happy with how it turned out it's kind of a bit quirky a bit weird but it's kind of a bit like it's kind of nice it's got a bit of a nice homage to it you know okay so we're gonna play that right now and then i'm gonna come back and i'll ask you about one other project that you've got going on all right perfect so, perfect rock and roll okay so you just meet up again and this is time and time and time uh, by our guest today, uh, Donald Sharpson. I hope you guys enjoy.
And that was Time and Time and Time by Double Screen, also known as Donald Sharpen, uh, Sharpson, who's on the show today. Uh, Donald, that was kind of cool. It had kind of a video game feel to it. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I'm uh, seriously inspired by video games, like, uh, 100%. That's crazy. Yeah, saw that because I wouldn't, I, you know, people tell me that, oh, I can hear kind of video game themes in your music. And it's so surprising because I used to do just chiptune video game music. Uh, which is actually why I, I came up, like, I I used the moniker Double Screen, which obviously is uh, the Nintendo DS, you know, uh, that's Nintendo Double Screen. Yeah, my, yeah. Th- yeah, yeah. my name is Donald Sharpson, initials DS. So when I started making Game Boy music, I started using that. But I've, I haven't made Game Boy music in years, and people <laughs> still are like, oh, it's, you know, kind of kind of video gamey. It's crazy. No, no it, I was going to ask you about that, and I, I proved positive that you learn something new every day, and I didn't know what the DS and Nintendo DS stood for. There so. you are. And it makes sense, you know? It's yeah. got the two screens, you know? Uh, just want to say shout out to Laurie for listening in. Uh, just got a message off her there, and fair play to you for organizing this. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, Laurie's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, and, and uh, she's done this show a whole uh, a whole bunch of times and sent me a bunch of musicians and uh, and actors and all kinds of things. Really, really, really nice person. So. Nice, and, that, and how do you know Laurie? <laughs> Let's talk about Laurie. How do I know? I know <laughs> Laurie, uh, through Twitter, basically, uh, you know, I, I bumped into her, you know, uh, in the process of doing one of these interviews, and... Uh, I've never actually met her face to face, unfortunately. She's down in Arizona, and I'm up in uh, in Quebec. So, but uh, yeah, we've uh, we've talked pretty consistently for about the last six years. So, oh, rock and roll! So, it's man, the internet's a serious space. It's really, really cool to meet people like that. You know, it's incredible. Well, I, you know, it's a global village, right? Like, I, I mean, I remember when I first started doing the show. One of my first couple of episodes, the uh, the guest was from. Uh, from Poland, and you know, she just heard of me out of the blue, and she was a filmmaker over there, and you know, Magda Olchowska, and I, uh, okay, she, uh, nice sure, you mind if I do, my, you know, mind if I do your show? Yeah, sure, what the hell? I, you know, I mean, I've had guests on from Australia, all over the place. That's that's so. crazy, man. It, it the Polish got some good food, let me tell you. Yeah, they do, and I'm uh, say that uh, at the risk of perpetuating a stereotype, I am a total pierogi addict. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, so, totally. <laughs> uh, I, there's one other thing I wanted to touch base with you on, Donald, before uh, before I let you go here. But I understand this uh, the the, um, the whole YouTubing bit is is a bit of a family affair, and in as much as it, you you also contribute work to your brother's show, right? Yes. So uh, my brother John, uh, he's an interest. He's he should really be the one talking here. To be honest with you, he's kind of the media head and the the very charismatic dude, you know. But uh, basically, John, um, he used to work for uh, our National Broadcasting Service, uh, RTE, and he used to work for the kids section of that thing, uh, RTE Junior. And basically, he, he did a show on that. But unfortunately, with funding and whatnot, uh, all of uh, RTE said, we're not going to make original content anymore for kids. So uh, he was kind of you know, put, put out to the curb because he used to be a primary school teacher, whereas I'm a secondary school teacher. But he kind of gave that up to work for RTE. So uh, him and one of the puppets that used to work in the show, they decided to start up their own YouTube channel uh, called Sharoof. And Sharoof is it's basically a homage to back when we were kids, there was a really famous uh, kid show called The Den. And The Den was um, basically just this... this uh, 
a guy called Ray Darcy or, or De- uh, there was a few of them anyway but Ray Darcy surrounded by puppets and the puppets would just wreck his head and he was just trying to get through the show and just present the show properly while all these puppets were hassling him so John has done a homage to that with Sharoof but he's turned it into a YouTube channel but he's using like a really old school camera that so it gives that VHS kind of feel to it right, right. Uh, and it's just got a lot of heart to it so I kind of just pop in now and again just doing a bit of characters and you know, doing a bit of music for them and stuff like that. Uh, but I'd rec- I'd, I'd recommend anyone should watch Sharoof, especially the James Comey episodes, because those are my favorite, in my opinion. And, yeah, and you know what? I'll, I'll say this for you. There's something I noticed. I, I don't know what it, it's a cultural thing about, uh, you know, the Republic of Ireland or things like that, but you're not the first person that's brought something to me like this, where it's sort of an homage to... To something that you used to watch, but with a modern little bit of a spin on it. Like, uh, have you ever seen Moon Boy? Moon Boy, I haven't. With, uh, with Chris O'Dowd? With Chris O'Dowd, yeah. Um, a lot of my friends are crazy about it. Uh, and Chris O'Dowd is from Roscommon, which is, he's actually, li- he used to live near where my girlfriend uh, is from, where she grew up. Because uh, um, that had my wife and I laughing so hard we were in tears. And, oh, and, man, and, that's great to and, hear. And it was, you know, kind of like a. A warped version of the uh, of, of the Wonder Years. I don't know if you know that show, but but uh, oh, of course, man, the kid talking to himself the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but Chris O'Dowd plays the imaginary friend of uh, he plays uh, the imaginary friend of this this kid who is based on his memories of growing up in this little village, and he plays kind of an older, dumber version of himself trying to goad the kid on to do a bunch of these silly little things, and and. You know, anyway, but, but you know, all that to say, I mean, there was you know nods to MacGyver and all kinds of crazy things in there. That, that... yeah, I don't think that Irish people are very, uh, we're not very creative, so we just homage things constantly. You know, uh, we, we can't really come up with original concepts. <laughs> so no, it, we're just I'm like, ah, ta- oh, we'll take something that worked and then do it. Yeah, no but, offense but, to Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, no. <laughs> but you put your own little spin on it, and it still becomes original content at that point. That's right? true. Transformative, transformative. Transformative yeah. is a good word. Let's let's go, let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you watched Moonboy, man. I'm surprised you, you heard about it. So, you know, that's fantastic. If you like that, though, I think you might like uh, Father Ted. I'm not sure if you heard about so, it. Yeah, I, a, yeah uh, I've, heard, I've seen a couple of episodes of Father Ted, too. Yeah, yeah. Old school sitcom, you know, uh, but I'm not sure. Maybe we're just biased, but I think that's the funniest thing in the world, man. Uh, like the the guy, Graham Lennon, he's, he's just incredible. The guy who wrote it. You also wrote another series called Black Books, which I definitely recommend anyone should definitely check out. It's a fantastic show. Well, the, the, I mean, I got hooked on uh, Chris O'Dowd for a while after I got introduced to the IT crowd. And, oh, uh, man, that is such a good show. What a solid show. It, Seriously, it, yeah. You know, he's some man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, considering I, I work in, in IT to begin with, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know, hello. I mean, you can imagine the mileage I got out of hello if you, yeah, try, turning, so. you, know, hello, if you try turning it on and off again, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, There's too I, much I, truth to that. I love it. But, oh, uh, brilliant. So, uh, unfortunately, Donald, I, I, uh, I have to shut this down, but I'd love to have you back at some point if you're game to it, right? 100%, man, 100%. I definitely do. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I hope I didn't uh, wear the ears off anyone from talking too much. I think it might just be the exhaustion or something like that. Well, you know, I applaud your dedication for, for having come after, uh, you know, having done a, a gig like that. A lot of people wouldn't have been able to, you know, to have the strength to do it. So thanks a lot for your time this afternoon. I, I really appreciate it. I, yeah, because I'm, I'm suffering here. <laughs> so last so question I have for you before I cut you loose is where can people go to learn more about what you're doing? Let's, you know, get in a plug for facts. We'll get in a plug for double screen, anything else, you know, grandstanding here. The floor is yours to pimp whatever you want. 
Uh, brilliant, yeah. So I'm on Spotify as Double Screen, so D O U B L E S C or E E N, which is all one word. But um, I think the main place you can find me, what I'm doing, is Instagram. So I'm at uh, D Sharpson. So D S H A R P S O N. I can just hear everyone writing that down. I really appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, you can just follow me on uh, Instagram. I'll be posting up my music, posting up facts posting up Sharoof, uh, whatever I'm working on. And you can just, you can catch me on Instagram. Send me a message if you like some of my music or whatever. I love talking to people. People have been reaching out a lot lately and I really, really appreciate the support. Well, uh, you know, again, you're a natural storyteller and, you know, this this was a fun interview. So, you know, best of luck Cheers, with Casey. everything. And, uh, Thanks a million, Paul. All right. And, uh, and, and you, you keep rocking because this is a great format. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to believe I've been at it for over seven years at this point, but I'm, I'm still Rock here. Roll, man. <laughs> so. roll. Keep hustling. Keep hustling. All right. Okay, so that's going to do it for me. Uh, on behalf of my guest, Donald uh, Sharpson, and with a quick thank you again to our mutual friend, Laurie George, uh, you've been listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. We'll talk to you guys next week. Cut, print, wrap, and I am That was done. another edition of the cutting room floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor.